With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler Communications. Play Fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.com. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I'm smelling green inside the studio tonight. That must mean it's a cashing Friday on the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you guys for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe and like the video below if you have not done so. And you can stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. Give us that five-star review. It really helps us out. I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with my partner in crime, Mr. Christopher Dowhauer. Chris, how you doing tonight? Uh, nothing like a nice Friday, you know, day before the playoffs, a preseason, or before you know, the final season, regular season, I should say, has been over. And now we're getting to the point where, you know, we're trying to figure out what we're doing fantasy-wise. You're looking at a Patriot um, IR report, and that's super fun because you never have no idea how to interpret those kinds of things. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, Dan. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. This season's been crazy, but I do know we're here to win some money and play some DFS, and that part we've been pretty good at. Yeah, th- we are here to win some money. Uh, we won't have Chaz Florida here on the second half of today's show, just be me and Chris throughout, but we're still going to give you all the same great content we normally would. Uh, Chris, to your point, if you guys are having trouble with your star set decisions, I, unfortunately, am going to have to pull an all-nighter to get these rankings finalized because we got three games tomorrow. Again, I want to final. I want to make sure you guys get that message loud and clear. Three games 
tomorrow on Saturday. So you're going to have to make decisions ahead of time. Go to BillionFantasySports.com. I will have my rankings finalized for the week. Or should I say the it will be the second of three finalizations. You, I have the one for Wednesday, which is already up there. And then I usually have the one before Sunday where I update kind of throughout the week. I'm going to have to make one finalization before the game start at 1 o'clock tomorrow. And then, of course, Sunday we have the main slate of games. So I'll, I'll update it again gonna, then, too. Don't worry. I was going to say, you might, you might want to have a special one for just the Patriot Raider game because <laughs> to interpret those TVs, you might have to have your own projections. Just, you know, well, yeah, so we got, we got Stevenson who practiced in limited capacity. Damian Harris got a third limited practice in, so he's questionable, too. On the Raiders' side, you're dealing... I mean, Josh Jacobs listed as questionable, but he's been questionable three weeks, and it hasn't really mattered as far as his workload goes. But you have Darren Waller possibly coming back. You have Hunter Renfro possibly coming back, and everyone's playing it all coy. Here's what I will say, just because we're on the subject anyway. Everyone's reporting that Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro have been practicing in full all week. Josh McDaniels is just trying to be a little bum, a humbug about it and trying to say, that like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's first week back. I've got to see what they do in practice. Every reporter's been saying they're practicing a full all week long. So I would imagine they'll get activated for that game. But that's one of those things we're probably not going to know definitively until Saturday. The Stevenson thing is what screws everybody up, right? Because I mean, with Waller and Hunter Renfro, you've been getting by without them anyway. And Renfro is well, not even I- fantasy relevant regardless. But the Stevenson thing, I think, screwing people up. I was going to say adding, you know, a Myers to the equation too. The Stevenson and Myers have a, a prime time, you know, matchup. If you get, you know, either one of those guys are healthy versus the Raiders, and you have no idea if you have a chance to use them, don't use them. And of course, you talked about the game initiative going with, you know, McDaniel's and Belichick, who this seems to be their mo. But the Patriots were, you know, one up the Raiders, or at least we have reports where they're going on a practice. You know, the New England basically got caught with their pants down like yesterday, where they're, they're reporting people are limited to practice until their, you know, reporters are like, um, but they're not here. Like, oh, okay, well, then maybe they didn't practice. So, you know, Myers got limited practice today. Who knows what that was? Remind you, you know, um, Damian Harris has been limited practice for, like, about a month now. So I'm just really excited to see. I think you're going to activate everybody and pretend like everybody's going to be active. And then, you know, probably some guys on IR right now probably, you know, could be playing according to these guys right now. Hopefully we'll find something out during the Schefter Midnight Saturday Twitter dump. Um, but this game is at four o'clock, so we may not get it right away. So that's something we're going to have to watch here too. Um, so keep, keep your options open. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. Keep your options open. If you have anybody obvious going in the Saturday game, just play them because at least, you know, they'll they'll be active beforehand. (laughs) Like that's, that's the best advice I can give you when it comes to that kind of stuff for now. Uh, today is the cashing Friday of the show. Uh, we got the DFS tournament that we're going to go over in a second. But we also have the giveaway. We have the John Randall giveaway. It's going to be the last giveaway of the 2022 season. Not just the year, but the season as well. It's the last chance to win it. NFL Top 100 autographed jersey. We already have, I believe we have two winners total. One guy has already won twice, two weeks in a row. So he has his name in two times, and he's trying to compete again. So come on, let's get some more names in there. What you can do is if you go to our YouTube page and you go to our comments section, in the comments right now is our DraftKings link. You can also go to our social media pages at Show. You'll see it in the posts uh, there too. You go to that, it's for free. All we want is your engagement. The same thing goes if you want to take me head on, which, by the way, is the easier of the two. And apparently we just lost Chris on that note. We we shocked him so much with what we're giving away. He was like, I'm out of here. I can't. I can't handle all these giveaways. Can't handle all these free prizes that we're trying to give out. So, <laughs> so you go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. You register for free. All you got to do is challenge the MDFF show in the arena. Once you're able to do that, 
then if you win, your name will also be in the Wheel of Names too. And we got, so we got this week, we got the Christmas week, and we will have, I guess that'll be it because the New Year's Day is actually that Sunday. So, the, you know, this week and Christmas week, that actually might be it as far as our contest goes. So make sure you're checking that out. It's a free giveaway. It's a John Randall autographed jersey for the month of December. Hopefully, we'll be able to get Chris back in here at some point. But until then, let's just go through my DraftKings lineup. Now, what we do is we prepare these lineups for the tournaments. We're not really talking head-to-head here because we run a tournament. That's what we do. So that's what we prepare for. I want you guys to know what our teams are going to be. That way, you know, you have the upper hand here. We're the analysts. We got to give you guys the upper hand by letting you know what lineup that we choose. So for me, at the quarterback position, there was a number of names. And I know when Mike White, when he when he got rolled out, that sunk a lot of people DFS hopes. No, no doubt about it. Because with his price tag and what his matchup and everything like that, I think everybody and their mother had Mike White in their fantasy football lineups for DFS. So he's out of it. So now you got to go a little bit more contrarian. There's some options you could pay down for. There's some you could spend up for. Uh, but I decided to pay kind of in the middle. I want Goldilocks here, and I kind of went in the middle. Chris is back. What's up, man? You good? Yes. Uh, Shemar didn't want to load up for me. It decided that you know it didn't exist for a little while on my computer over well, here. It was so funny. It, was it throws you in a in a face of like you just big smile on your face. I thought you were just really happy about everything I was saying, which I was going to take. I was going to be okay with that. Well, I was smiling because you went away on my screen first, and then I'm like, here we go. And then all of a sudden, like you realize it was you. <laughs> I, I, I guessed it was me because I sat there for about five minutes. And nobody else was on the thing, and then I tried to get back on the streamer, and it wouldn't come back up. So yes. Um, so well, are we done our laps already? Probably, but who knows? Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm sure I was not. leading into my quarterback position, and uh, I actually didn't give the name yet, but I already led the audience, so I'm, I'm going to give them the name, and that's Dak Prescott at $6,200 against Jacksonville. That's what I'm going with my DFS lineups. I don't want to pay Ollie up the quarterback position this week. A lot of weird matchups, a lot of things going on. Plus, there's a lot of values to be had elsewhere throughout the lineup so for me i would decide i'm going to go Dak prescott who needs a get right game anyway and has a prime opportunity to do it against the jacksonville defense is absolutely terrible on the flip side of that you got an offense that's up tempo right now so i love Dak at the 6200 price range remember you want double points and a half so pretty much what you're looking for is 17 and a half points for Dak prescott to give you back the price range on that i got a good feeling he'll be able to go over on that against jacksonville what do you think chris yeah, Dak Prescott coming off the best game that he's had, particularly down the field. This guy you know, has five touchdowns and eight interceptions this season on yards, 20-yard passes or more down the field. Last week he had you know, uh, a touchdown. He had six for 10, so he's getting better down the field. That's a big thing because Jacksonville can make big plays. He's going to use his legs a bit more, so he took the 17 and a half. I think he has it easy as a floor. You hope they get even more of a sling. It's $200, nice medium price tag, so good option. And he's talked about, I'm sure, you know, kind of getting into your quarterback decisions. It's been slim pickings with all these weird decisions of who's playing, who's not playing, and yeah. matchups, and who's well, you know, the whole playoffs, story about Mike playoffs, White so. probably sinking half the DFS lineups out there because he was at a fifty-four hundred dollars price tag against the Detroit Lions and a guy who throws the ball 40, 50 times. So I was like a no-brainer. Now all of a sudden that's off the table. So I'm going to be really curious to see who your quarterback is. Yeah, I want Justin Herbert. So I, I paid up a little bit more yeah. than you did, but I kind of stayed, you know, in the range where it wasn't too much in my price tag, but it was still somebody I wanted to make sure I got a good quarterback. I don't love the options, you know, at the lower price tags that I talked about. Dak Prescott's got a you know good floor, hopefully good ceiling. But one thing I love about Justin Herbert is he's got healthy weapons, and the healthy weapons is a good thing for him. 
Uh, Keenan Allen's been back for a couple of weeks. Mike Williams, you know, actually finished a whole game last week. Uh, you got Everett out there. You got Eckler, who's, you know, scoring all kinds of touchdowns. And then you bring into the equation, great matchup. So put all those things on the play, bro. I like Justin Herbert this week. You said it when Justin Herbert is all his weapons back. This looks like a totally different offense with all of his weapons back. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, everyone's finally healthy. And the passing volume is not going away. So, yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert, he's my top four quarterback this week. I like to play there, too. Uh, so I guess I'll go. I'm, I'm used to deferring to you first, but I'll, I'll go now since I had the quarterback first. RB1. So I'm with a couple of high-end running backs. We'll talk about that in a second. But who's been better than Josh Jacobs this entire season? His injury apparently can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. And the great thing about Jacobs right now is that it's not just that he's been productive on the ground. He's getting all the passing work, too. I mean, Amir Abdullah is not getting mixed in at all unless the game's out of hand, even with Josh Jacobs banged up. So he's getting this floor of like five targets a game over the past four weeks on top of the 20 to 30 carries that we're seeing him getting. Nobody gets that kind of workload anymore, Chris, and nobody can stop Josh Jacobs right now. I know the Patriots on paper are a bad matchup. It's kind of why I think paying up for Jacobs this week could be a contrarian play for DFS tournaments. Definitely a contrarian play and a brave, a brave contrarian play at that. We talked about a lot of different you know situations going into this game. Uh, we don't know how many weapons the Raiders are going to have at their disposal. And you know, part of Jacobs being involved in the pass tag, which is awesome, is that there's you know something left over from the Devontae Adams getting his you know all his trough, bed, and then what's left for Waller, Renfro, and then maybe Jacobs. I'm curious to see you know, will he be kind of forgotten about with the newer weapons back, or will they even weapons back? And then he talked about you know New England being a tough patchup. That's my biggest concern. The Patriots, I, from everything I'm hearing, and you know, we know they're trying to take your best thing away. They can't take away a good receiver. They've shown that this entire season. But what they have been pretty good at is doing is stacking the line, trying to make teams you know, one-dimensional in some kind of aspect. So I hear you know, them trying to gear up to Jacobs. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of the game plan. Now, will it work? Who knows? Because I think you know, we know that New England's not necessarily the speediest defense in the world, and you can run on, on this defense. So I think it's a very interesting play. But it's also could be a big home run play because they talked about this guy's been RB one all season, so why not keep riding that? Well, I mean, call me crazy, but I don't think Renfro and Waller coming back. First of all, Renfro's been a non factor even when he's out there on the field. And Waller, for the most part, was a non factor too. I don't think it's going to affect Jacobs that much. The only thing that could affect Jacobs is if Amir Abdullah started playing more on third downs, and that just hasn't happened to this point. So that's kind I mean, of what I'm I could, I could definitely understand it, but I guess for myself, you're not seeing Matt Collins get a much of an increased targets. Now let's see if Renfro gets two or three targets, or Waller gets three or four targets. You know, that, that, that five targets or four or five targets Jacobs is seeing, if that's eating into that in kind of capacity, that's what I'd be concerned about. But yeah, I understand. It'll, uh, it'll, be, so it'll be curious to see. It'll, it'll be curious to see. Uh, who's your RB1 this week? Yeah, so I paid down a little bit. I went a little bit contrarian to throw some value in the running back position. I went with Zeke Elliott. Uh, you know, people kind of forget about this because Tony Pollard's a nice, shiny, back world guy in Dallas. But guess who keeps scoring touchdowns and who guess who's been scoring at least 16, 17 points every week in DFS since his return from his injury? That's Ezekiel Elliott. Talked about the great matchup versus Jacksonville. I think that can eat, but I think the running backs can definitely eat in this game. And I'm very excited for the opportunity for Zeke to kind of grind it out. Make this game kind of, you know, it could be a one-dimensional game. Eventually at the end where he gets to kind of close it, get some maybe easy touchdowns. I'm looking for maybe two. I was going to say, from a DFS standpoint, I think you're hoping for two touchdowns, which is definitely in the uh, in the outcomes, because well, when you're talking about Jacksonville, you could easily be inside the five-yard line. We know that's Zeke territory. 
like I said, he hasn't had less than 16 points since his return from the injury, so it's been three or four weeks now that he's been getting at least you 15, 16 points, and it hasn't always been double digit touchdowns. So Zeke finds a way to get involved, get a couple catches here, a couple things here, gets a nice run. He looks explosive, not you know Zeke explosive, I should say. Um, but I, I kind of get excited about it because I think also, like I said, Tony Pollard's a new shiny guy, and people forget about Zeke Elliott, but he's been pretty productive. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. If he can get two touchdowns, that's going to be the key for him. But this is a great match for everybody involved for Dallas. What about Derrick Henry? That's why I have my RB2. I went heavy. I paid up heavy at the running back position because I love the value wide receiver, which we'll get into in a second. $8,000 for Derrick Henry, who's my number one running back coming into the week against the Los Angeles Chargers. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I love Derrick Henry this week to take advantage. Remember... The storyline coming out of last week, for some reason, was all about the second half when Henry didn't do much, but he had over 100 yards of touchdown in the first half. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he gets more than two yards in the second half against the Chargers this time around. Oh, by the way, Dontrell Hillard banged up, which could mean we're seeing maybe four targets for Derrick Henry, possibly. We've seen it happen in the past when Dontrell Hillard was out. Maybe a little extra in the passing game. They don't have Traylon Burks. Not that I have to justify Derrick Henry's workload, but yeah, loving the matchup. Love paying up for that $8,000 price tag for him this week, especially as my RB2 to pair him up with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I love Derrick Henry. You made me actually like Zeke even more now talking about the matchup you know, against Jacksonville, but Derrick Henry definitely was going, you know, had a big game going for him. He's going to continue being involved one way or another. They don't have any pass catchers. Jalen Parks isn't back, so they're going to continue to kind of use Derrick Henry the best they can, as much as they can. The Tennessee team's still in the playoff hunt, so people kind of forget about that, but they're still there. So this is going to be a big game for both these teams. Um, you know, both of the, in a sense, both these teams control their destiny. A couple of weeks ago, for, especially for the Chargers, you think that was possible. But this is going to be a big game for both teams. So usually you go your money players, and that's going to come here for Tennessee. Absolutely. Uh, who's your RB2? Yeah, so my RB2 this week is going to be a, maybe a little bit of a cherry play, but I'm going for a good matchup. I know that has been a great matchup for running backs as of recently. I'm going bam night for the Jets. Look, I know Zach Wilson is going to be the quarterback. That makes me even more confident playing Bam Knight because that means the coaching staff, we, as we know, doesn't trust Zach Wilson. You've already seen this guy getting him, you know, 17, 18 carries per game as it was. You saw him getting involved in passing attack last week. And then you bring back the quarterback. They try to hide with all their might playing a Detroit team. I think Bam's going to get plenty of carries, plenty of touches. You're looking for a nice price tag, $5,300. I like the upside. Yeah, I like him a lot more now that Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback for sure because I think they're going to have to lean on that running game a bit more than they were necessarily planning to. We, we've we documented this well in the show, Chris. When Zach Wilson plays, they only throw the ball about 25 to 30 times a game. They don't reach the 40-50 mark. And against Detroit, who's not good on the road, I don't think there's a situation in which the Jets are going to have to come back from behind. So from that standpoint... Yeah, a pretty good chance Knight has a good game in this one, even though Detroit has been better against the run as of late. Definitely well, yeah. a much better matchup. And I didn't, you know, they did have to come behind against Minnesota and Buffalo, and he still had good games, you know, 17 and 16 and 17 yeah. points. So you're, you're looking for even more, more reps. I'm going to you know, be wondering about, because the, the Buffalo game shocked me, because Michael Carter didn't want to be as involved in the passing game as I was expecting to. Do you think that's more of a reflection of the fact that he was coming off the injury, or is Donovan Knight just a workhorse in your mind now? Donovan Knight's the workhorse. That's everything I've heard gone. They love this kid, and the coaching staff's big on him. It's, you know, this kind of seems to go with the coaching staff. that If they like you, you get featured, and that's pretty much how it works. It, it will be interesting to see because they got an interesting schedule the rest of the way for the championship run for Donovan Knight as well. 
All right, so let's get to our wide receivers. So obviously, I paid up for Jacobs. I paid up for Derrick Henry. So I must have gotten bargains at the wide receiver position. One of them being Drake London. That's right. I am taking the shot with Desmond Ritter as a starting quarterback. I don't know what Ritter's going to be. I don't think he's going to be a franchise guy. I'm not a big fan of his. But I do know the precedent for rookie quarterbacks is the lock-ons that are number one read. Now, I'm going to use my logical brain here, Chris, and that doesn't always apply to Arthur Smith. I realize this, but I'm going to use my logical brain and say Drake London, more times than not, should be that number one read this week. He's coming off a game before the bye where he had 10 targets in that matchup. The Saints are have not been scary in the secondary pretty much all year because Marshawn Lattimore has been injured all year. He's questionable heading in this game, but they're not really expecting him to play, and even if he does, he'll probably be on a limited snap count anyway. I'm going to take the shot at Drake London at $4,700 to have a pretty nice game in this one and maybe get overfed for once. Yeah, and I think that you saw him getting fed last week at 12 targets. He only caught six of them. Part of that is the reason Marcus Berry is sitting on the bench. Um, you know, I don't necessarily well, trust hurt, but yeah. Well, he's fake hurt. Um, <laughs> he has a chronic injury that he can basically cash in anytime he wants to, and he, he's pouting because he got benched. I mean, they're, that's what they're basically calling the quitter right now. So, yeah, I don't know how hurt Marcus Berrio really, really is. Um, I think his pride's hurt. Um, but when it comes down to it, Desmond Ritter's, you know, more, more effective making throws down the field, and that's something that you have seen Houston – I'm sorry, you have seen uh, Atlanta kind of try to do more often. And while Arthur Smith's kept being killed for the most part, and rightly so – he has tried to open it up over the last month or so. The problem's been the more they've allowed Murray to throw the ball, the worse he's gotten. And that's yeah. kind of the unproductive part. The other part that needs to kind of change, and this is where my only concern for, you know, I love Drake London this week. The only concern for him is do they continue to sprinkle Damian Bird in the slot for no reason, which forces him to the outside, which then you get to see Lattimore, and that's what's going to suck. So I think that's going to be kind of the crucial part of it. But you haven't seen that necessarily. I agree with you. I think this is going to be able to put the ball down to him. He's going to find the primary target. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Atlanta's kind of cashed it in for the season, I think, and they're trying to kind of expand their offense and are looking for the future. And the other reason I'm also excited about this game is Drake London complained, got targeted. He's going to continue to get targeted. Doesn't Ritter, the reason he's playing, you know, Mark Ritter was you know, complaining, but it was big part because they're trying to throw the ball. It's just like, look, dude, you can't make the throws and I can't play. Yeah. Like, I, you got to go. No, 100%. Mario isn't making the throws all year. What's crazy, though, is that they're still very much in a divisional mix. So maybe they're throwing in the towel, but they're still technically can win that whole thing. That's how bad the NFC South is right now. Chris, who's your wide receiver one? Sorry. Uh, Keenan Allen, going with the pairing, I try to you know take the Enzo ice like he always does. He always tries to pair up his receivers. Uh, Keenan Allen, 
you know, is basically Justin Herbert's baba. Love the matchup. Other guys going to always be security blanket, looking for a touchdown, hopefully, but at least with that price tag, a guy that I know I'm going to get definite points out of. Excuse me, uh, $6,800. Taking advantage why still low in DFS because eventually that price is going to go up higher. So I think he's got money in the bank. I like his right upside, like I said. 14 targets, 12 catches, 92 yards. That's what Keenan Allen's stat line was last week. It seems like it's back to what it's normally been, where Keenan Allen gets these double-digit target games. The question is, does he go over 100? Does he get a touchdown that week? But you know he's getting 80 to 90 yards come hell or high water, and it's a great matchup here coming up in this showdown. So, yes, all about Keenan Allen against the Tennessee Titans. Love it with Justin Herbert. Nice little combo there. Uh, we'll get to my combo later on. I didn't I didn't combo up the wide receiver position this week, so we'll, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, I did go with my wide receiver, too. I went with Chris Moore. At $4,200, someone's got to catch the ball against Kansas City, okay? Damian Pierce is out. Nico Collins is out. Brandon Cooks is out. So we won't even have the running game of a Damian Pierce to boot. (laughs) Chris Moore had, what, 10 catches for 120 yards? Yeah, I was going to confirm, Dan. Brandon Cooks definitely out. I know he returned to practice this week. You know, they're kind of surprised about that. But He was already ruled out, yes. Brandon Cooks was already ruled out. So is Nico Collins. So is that, it's, that it's, Nico Collins? I knew that. Okay. It's all aboard the Chris Moore train yet again, and it's a good match against Kansas City. Now, look with Houston. Do you always have the dud possibility? Yeah, one hundred percent. But this is why this is DFS. He's forty two hundred dollars for a guy who could have double digit targets, and we've already seen go over hundred yards this week, this season, last week. So yeah, I'm firing him up. I love the value on him. Yeah, I, I absolutely do too. I, I didn't realize Brandon Cooks was definitely out. He returned to practice this week, so I had taken. Uh, more out of some of my DFS lines because, as you kind of alluded to, he was good last week. He's been good every time he's been given this chance. You know, look back to last season when he was given the chance when there was very few guys healthy and he got the ball and he was able to be good. This guy can get open. He can be targeted. And this offense in general, why it sucks, they are able to, and Pep Hamilton is able to get one guy the ball. Brandon Cooks was good last year. Nico Collins has been good when they actually wanted to get him, did him the ball. So when whoever gets the ball, the number one receiver this offense, he usually does pretty well. And with Estrella or Mills, they both throw the number one receiver. So it yep. works out every way for him. So I think Chris Moore's got a great upside, and I love his score. Uh, let's go with your wide receiver, too, then. Yeah, I'm going with the guy who's also basically left one of the last few guys standing on his offense. That's Jerry Judy. We saw last week him having, you know, dominating the red zone. I'm supposed to give him three touchdowns again, but I'm not necessarily needing that. What I do love is a nice matchup. And I like an opportunity for the guy who's going to be, whether it's Rippin or Russ Wilson, it doesn't matter. Judy's going to get the ball. And I think that's well, the guy is, that it I is going to be. Is, it is going to be ripen. Uh, Russell Wilson it was ruled okay. out today. It was ruled out. Okay, so for me, it didn't really matter. Uh, last time they played, um, <coughs> excuse me, ripen, ripen. Um, I call it ripen because it's ripen. I thought it was uh, yeah, ripen, ripen. Who cares? I, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but he he didn't bad the last games, and people kind of forget that. You know, they just kind of assume that he's just going to stink. But he's been putting the same numbers that Russell Wilson did. You know, two touchdowns and about two hundred fifty yards. So somebody catches that ball. Probably Jerry Judy, so I'm excited to have him in my lineup this week. Well, I mean, to be clear here, he's only actually started one game this 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 year. Um, and in that game, he didn't throw for a touchdown pass. The game he threw for a touchdown pass, then he came in for Russell Wilson later on that game against Kansas City, threw for one touchdown pass. The only game he well, started this past week. Okay. The only yeah, game he started then, this year was against the Jets, and that was a nineteen it was a sixteen to nine loss. He had forty six pass attempts, no touchdowns in that game, and one interception. So I do think there is a knock 
when it comes to ripen versus Russell Wilson. That's why I'm not as big on Jerry Judy this week. I know you have been, so we'll have to see exactly how that plays out here. Uh, but I, I actually, you, you, the, the common thing everyone wants to talk about is like, oh, well, there's not even really a downgrade because Russell Wilson's been so bad. I think in Ripon's case, it actually still is a downgrade. That's just me. Uh, but my wide receiver three for this week, I'm going with other guys who are in injuries positions who might be seeing double-digit targets. That might be Nelson Aguilar. He had 10 targets last week, but Devontae Parker gets knocked out. Parker's going to be out again. We don't know for sure about Jacoby Myers one way or another. I mean, he, he, he has to get clear from concussion protocol. That usually, typically speaking, does not happen unless you get a full participation in practice in, which he has not done. So I would be a little bit surprised if Myers actually gets clear from the independent doctors if he has not been able to get a full session of practice in. I I'm not saying it's going to be definitely Nelson Aguilar as far as the leading wide receiver, but what I will say is that it was last week, and it might be if somebody's going to get double-digit targets, why not take the shot on a guy where he has done it when he had the opportunity in the past and can hit the big play once in a while? I'm going to hit Nelson Aguilar at $3,400 against Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cheap price tag and a guy that was definitely targeted last week and. Why not Nelson Aguilar? Who knows who's going to be for the you know, the Patriots right now offensively who's going to be not in the field. So it'll go with the guy who's been last seen kind of being involved. So also a return, quote-unquote, back to the Raiders where he got his contract you know, and reestablished his career in a sense. So it could be all an extra grind as well. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but who's your wide receiver three coming into this matchup? Yeah, so I'll go with um, – sorry, I was trying to see. Let's Mark get me worried about ripping now. Um, I'll go with Juju Smith-Schuster against Houston. I know Houston on paper has a number one pass defense. I, I'm not worried about that because the reason they have number one pass defense is teams don't necessarily throw on them. Um, guess what? Andy Reid's the coach of the Chiefs, and what makes me excited because he doesn't – what he's supposed to do, Andy Reid never does. And when he gets to throw the ball and he wants to throw the ball, he's going to throw the ball. So, well, they might run the ball at some point in this game. It won't be early on, and I think Juju Smith-Schuster is that guy who continues to be a extension in the sense of the running game. He has moved a little in formations. He has targeted you know, Derek Stingley again this week. I love the matchup versus the Texans. And I think Juju Smith-Schuster can have a decent game, not a big game, a nice price tag. Yeah, I think Travis Kelsey and Juju will still eat, regardless. You look at it either way. People want to say, like, okay, well, what happens if they get up big early and then the second half they just run? Okay, that's fine. Then they probably got big up. They got up big early because they threw the ball effectively with Patrick Mahomes. If this game winds up being somehow competitive, then okay, Patrick Mahomes will throw the ball because it's it's competitive. This Kansas City team's not like everybody else where, you know, if they can get a bye with just running and playing defense, they will. And that's kind of what's happened against Houston almost every single week. The yeah. Chiefs are a different are a different animal. I was, the last time I had a blowout situation, kind of what you're talking about, was against the 49ers. That was one of Juju's best games. Right, exactly. So I'm not too worried about that, and I do like Juju Smith-Schuster there. A lot of people are going to be glossing over him because of the matchup. Here's where I get to my stack, Chris. I went with Dalton Schultz to pair up with Dak Prescott. Dalton Schultz sitting at $4,400 against Jacksonville. Sure, CeeDee Lamb will probably have a good game, but we know Schultz. When Dak Prescott has a good game, Schultz usually sees about seven to nine targets that week and has a good chance to score. For the tight end position right now, that locks him in probably to at least the top five. If he scores, it could be top two, maybe even number one in case Travis Kelsey doesn't score. Uh, that's basically what it boils down to. So give me the guy $4,400 who I actually feel safe at in a position that's so volatile and does have a ceiling because of the matchup. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting to have a four for a tight end exact 
that's usually huge. And then add the fact that you have the upside versus Jacksonville secondary is not good. The safety play is not good. You've seen Dalton Schultz getting healthier and healthier as the season progresses. With the running attack at Dallas, you have to kind of key on them, so it leaves him to open even more. I, I just love his matchup. I think it's a great price tag. So who is your tight end? Did you so I had to spend down. I would have I would have gone Dalton Schultz, but I still didn't have enough money for that. So I had to kind of you know make my my lineups move work. So I went Greg Doltich, and I paired up on the Denver thing. Um, you talk about targets. I'm kind of going consolidation of targets with Judy and, and Doltich. Yeah. They are the passing attack, so I'm going to kind of stick with that and hope that you know, it was productive. But as a price tag of thirty seven hundred dollars for a tight end that has some upside and maybe a floor, I'm hopeful, and I, I think it's you know the better options if you're going to spend down other than Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, when we get to our, our value players, Greg Dolchers is my tight end at the value position uh, for that reason. Yes, last week wasn't a huge week, but he still saw eight targets. He's lining up as a slot wide receiver because, well, they don't have anybody else to go to. So, yes, I think of all the guys, the, the one who will be the safety blanket most likely could be Greg Dolchers for Brett Ripon. So that's kind of what I'm going off of when it comes to that, especially at a $3,600 price tag, I believe it is, or somewhere around there. So, yes. yeah, definitely a nice little South Value play that you can go with there. At a tight end position, oh. unless you're paying all the way up, you're pretty much getting the same guy no matter what you do anyway. And let's, I forgot to add you know, out loud, it's Arizona who that opponent is. So Correct. we all know it's basically a given touchdown to tight end yeah. position, 30 second versus it's, tight end it's position. Arizona and Seattle are, like, up here as far as points given up to tight ends, and then everybody else is, like, down here. Like, even like even just, like, the next tier down. Like, they're they're so bad against tight end. We saw, we saw Seattle on display. Against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, George Kittle's great, but um anybody's great when you leave him wide the hell open. <laughs> so that's exactly what they did there. Uh let's get to our flex play. So I don't worry, I did get a wide receiver one into my lineup somewhere. I just put him in the flex, and that's Jamar Chase at eighty three hundred dollars. Because I was able to pay down so cheaply at all these wide receiver pr- prices, I was able to get some of these big stud names I don't normally get inside of my lineup here. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, shockingly, sound like they're actually gonna play. Great, cool. That's just more attention taken away from Jamar Chase because we don't know what condition T. Higgins is in. Tyler Boyd wasn't supposed to play this week either. We don't know what, how healthy these guys are even going to be for these matchups. I do know Jamar Chase looks pretty damn healthy. I do know he's going to get a ton of targets, and I love the matchup against Tampa Bay on the outside. They don't have anybody who can stick with him. Yeah, give me Jamar Chase, who's already a top five receiver for me coming into the week. $8,300, definitely a guy I want to pay up for. Yeah, I mean, you got that guy who basically has fresh legs, Looked great last week. You know, definitely target share questions. And then, you know, Jamar Chase is going to be the guy who's going to be the dog no matter what and the big play guy. So I love the opportunity. I love the price tag to get advantage of what's still lower than it's going to be. Lower than some of the other guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what What's at your flex position right now? Yes, yeah, so I'm with Foreman from Carolina. Going kind of matchup, you know, taking on a, a Pittsburgh defense that just got run over by a Ravens team with a third-string quarterback. And at one point, Gus Edwards basically ran a clock out by himself. Um, so when you can't stop a team that was playing a wing T offense versus you and you knew exactly what the plays were going to be, you knew exactly what was coming, and you still couldn't stop the run, I think Carolina is a pretty great opponent because this is what Carolina's going to do. They know what you, they're going to run the ball at you, and they're going to do it again, and they're doing it again. Foreman didn't have a great game last week, still got 21 carries again. He's getting those touches. I love touches, so I love the opportunity for him to keep the game close. And I'm going to go with the upside that he maybe gets into the end zone in this game. So I go with Devonta Foreman, nice price tag of $5,300. I'm sorry, $5,300. Yeah, you stole another one of my uh, player values there. But I was going to save this for later to talk about, but how, how sad is it that 
the Pittsburgh Steelers were so bad that lost with third string quarterback because they had to go to their second string quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. How bad is Mitchell Trubisky that we're going into this week? We don't know who the starting quarterback is, and that's not because they're holding out hope for Kenny Pickett. That's because we don't know if it's Mason Rudolph or Mitchell Trubisky because Rudolph split first team reps with Trubisky throughout the week. How bad is that with Pittsburgh right now and their status on the offense? <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad, but what's, what's kind of odd, though, is Trubisky didn't play bad, which is like, it was, so it's he did, it, but like he must have pissed somebody off because other why would yeah. he be looking at Rudolph? Well, I think there's two reasons. One, they're always curious about Rudolph. That's kind of what his future is, but the other two is. Trubisky has a deal that can be kicked into next year, so I think this is also could be due with you know the books, and I'm questioning yeah. whether or not that's something you know, Pittsburgh does, does play pays attention to. No, that's, plus, it could be yeah, true. Plus, Deontay Johnson coming out and saying I want Mason Rudolph is kind of also eye opening. Well, because he knows he's going to get him the ball. <laughs> that's why. Like he's like, I know I have history with this guy getting the football at least. Oh man, what a brutal situation the Steelers are. Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, Chad Chase Claypool early in the season. You got Najee Harris, you got Pat Fryermuth, and he still can't score touchdowns. Just amazing to me. Uh, well, let's get let's get into our defenses though. So I'm shocked that this good of a defense is at this cheap of a price. I went twenty seven hundred dollars for the Denver Broncos against Duncan Dink and Dunk Colt McCoy, who can't push the ball down the field at all whatsoever the Broncos defense by the way on a bit of a hot streak lately even even last week against Kansas City they gave up all those points but they got turnovers they got sacks they still got seven points there I believe it was either I know it was double digits I want to say 14 points the week before that too at $2,700 for a defense that is that good I know the offense makes things a little bit more interesting but Arizona's in no tip-top shape either offensively so I'm going to take them at 2700 bucks or defensively Arizona's not in good shape period that's I think true. it's a good, it's a good, you know, kind of observation. Also, the defense that I have, so I can't definitely going to agree with you. I have Denver's defense as well. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think this is also going to be exciting to see Vance Joseph kind of facing his old Denver team. The one coach that does know how to coach is the Denver's defensive coordinator. He's doing a great job. He's taking this defense plays hard. He took with the, you know, the Chiefs matchup. They they got their ass kicked in the first half, but this team came and was all over Patrick Mahomes. The second half shutout against in the second half of that game. And give Patrick Mahomes all he could want. So yeah, that's a Denver defense is still good. Yeah, one hundred percent agree there. Okay, Chris, let's get into some of our player values. I'll go first. My quarterback is Desmond Ritter at fifty two hundred dollars. I think he's a very interesting contrarian DFS play. This is a guy that had ran a four five three speed. He, he had the fastest forty of all the quarterbacks coming into this draft class. This offense is built for a mobile quarterback. I mean, that's what Mariota was doing. And for Ritter, I think it's going to be as simple as first read, check down, take off, and run. And I think that's going to be the entire offense for the Atlanta Falcons heading into this game, especially when it comes to the passing attack anyway. At $5,200, I'm willing to take out a shot on a guy who I know is going to scramble. Yeah, and you stole my guy, so I definitely agree with that one as well. There we go. There's not, there's not a whole lot of you know great values as guys. Des Ritter has legs. He can run a little bit. He's going to remind you kind of a, a young Dak Prescott. You know, people don't remember Dak Prescott when he came to start to over for Dallas. He scrambled around a little bit, made some throws here or there. Maybe you think you see something very similar. He's got some decent weapons in Atlanta. You know, just hasn't been utilized necessarily. Uh, but I think he has a chance to have a decent game. Cordell Patterson can break one. The defense that hasn't been good in New Orleans. So I like the Ritter's a, a nice play. So I'll give you another guy people may have forgot about. And I want to forget about him this year because he's been terrible. But fantasy-wise... Still has a floor because talked about you know how many passes ripping through for his start. 
Tom Brady throws throws all the time. Tom Brady takes on Cincinnati team. Talk about you know Jamar Chase scoring points, Cincinnati scoring points. Tom Brady's going to throw the ball, and when he throws the ball, he throws 55, 60 times a game. He gets you 17, 18 points. It's not pretty. It's not The fact great, that you but... had a sigh when you said that, though, just says it all. Because <laughs> that's what we're doing with this year. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, if you get 17, 18 points at the quarterback position for $5,500 price tag, to, you know, the price tag to what you're getting for the point-wise, Tom Brady is a good value. Can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, want to say that, but if you actually had an average touchdown rate with the volume that he had, he really should be a top 10 quarterback. So, I mean, that's the argument I can make for you there. Uh, you did steal my running back and foreman, but Whoa. I actually had a second one this week. I, I had Najee Harris at $5,800 because he's actually been getting the volume back again. And, you know, say what you will with what's going on with Pittsburgh. As long as he's getting plus 20 opportunities, which is what the case has been over the past few weeks, there's a good chance he gets a touchdown. 5800 bucks for that. It's a nice floor for a player of that value. Yeah, it's definitely a good floor. You know, Tom Brady, he's six games he's had, six games since he's had over 15 or 17, 17 or more points out of the last six games, I'm sorry, um, except for last game. And then I love your play because you talked about the kind of consistency. I love the target share. I love the opportunity to kind of have that running back involved. And, I, you know, I like Van Knight as kind of a good price tag, but I think this is also one of the guys you can look at as a good option if you try to spend down the running back position. Okay. Yeah, and I, I agree with that as well. Um, did you, Did you have another running back or no? For some reason, I thought you had two. Uh, the guy I was going to – well, I, I had um, – I don't know if this is a guy that you had in a lot, but I have – for some reason, I'm a little bringing for it. But Najee Harris is a guy that's been, you know, actually doing pretty good for Pittsburgh as of late. While the quarterback play was still to be that's, determined. That's the guy I was – I think I meant should. when I said this in Najee Harris. Sorry. Maybe I should have been more clear. Did you okay, think so, Damien Harris? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, yes sorry. I, I, I was talking about Najee Harris. That is yes, who I, I meant there. <laughs> so we're on, okay, we're on the same so page. Yeah, so the great, great call. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job. Your camera's coming in a little bit better too. So maybe we'll be able to pick up on the communication as well. Um, at the wide receivers, I went with Zay Jones at $4,900. Now, I don't think this, I do think they're going to get back to Christian Kirk being the main guy. But when you're talking about DFS, you're talking about DraftKings in particular, it's a full point PPR league. Zay Jones is a guy who gets a ton of work. This is a guy who's getting double-digit targets on a pretty consistent basis. And this, I see this game going one of two ways. Either Jacksonville is going to have to come back from behind the second half with a ton of volume, which usually means peppering for Zay Jones, or they're going to play competitively throughout the game, which means Trevor Lawrence had a great game, which either way, the receivers, somebody's catching the ball probably pretty well too. So I think either way it works out well for a guy like Zay Jones at $4,900. It's a decent price tag to go with. Yeah, I think you make it's one of the last guys are pretty much available. You have everybody else in your starting lineup after you see your position. I do, it's much value position. Absolutely. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> Zay Jones is one of the other guys. This is a pretty good value. A nice matchup versus Dallas. The guy sees you know eight to ten targets. It's just you're looking for the touchdowns is kind of the key for him to have the ceiling Agreed. open for. Agreed. So who's your wide receiver value? So this the next guy is going to depend on who the quarterback play the quarterback is in a sense. Um. If, I like Deontay Johnson, Harris price tag. I also like George Pickens and his price tag, both the same price tag, basically. If Rudolph's the quarterback for Pittsburgh, I love Deontay Johnson because the squeaky wheel is talking about, you know, who's going to end the ball because he knows who he has comfortable with. He knows who will look for him. Deontay is having a great matchup versus Carolinas. Uh, yeah, Carolina has been better, a good team overall, but their secondary still has not done well and he's still exploitable. So I like the matchup. And then like I said Pickens uh, kind of been frustrated the last couple of weeks. Um, but we saw last week as Trubisky came in and let it fly for him a couple of times. So if that's going to be the case again this week. Why not Ryan Pickens? Both have upside, both nice cheap prices at $5,000.
Yeah, he did. The only thing that worries me with Pickens, though, is that while Trubisky did have a couple of big throws to him down the field, he still only had three targets on the game. And Trubisky's history has not been targeting George Pickens all that much. I think it favors Deontay either way. But I do like it a little bit better, actually, if it's Mason Rudolph. And I think it if, if it's not going to be Pickett, which I don't think it will be, I do think it will be Mason Rudolph. I don't think it's going to be Trubisky tomorrow. We'll find that out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, sooner. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is a Sunday game. We'll, we'll find that out sooner rather than later. Probably by tomorrow, though, because they'll probably rule out Pickett at some point, and then we'll get a quarterback after that. Um, you stole my tight end value. So did you have one for, of your own? Um, I don't think so. I think the only other guy I could think of that jumps to my mind was pretty good price tag was Evan Ingram, you know, coming off a huge game yeah. last week. A Dallas matchup that's kind of tough on paper, but Dallas' secondary is banged up. Anthony Brown's going to be out. Um, the secondary has been kind of beat up for the last few weeks. So it is a team that you can kind of exploit at some point. If it's not Zay Jones and it's been Ingram. So one of the two guys are going to have a good game. I mean, it's a tight end option you can consider. I like it. I like it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll have our picks of the week, our NFL picks of the week. So we're going to try to cash you guys some tickets. Don't go anywhere. And we'll be back right after this. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for free shipping and 20% off. Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into a Cashing Friday edition of the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We are about, what, eight days before Christmas Eve, nine days before Christmas Day. Chris, the holidays are coming. Don't worry. 
It doesn't change our schedule for next week. We'll still be back here Friday night of next week. The week after might be changing. We'll probably talk about that at the end of the show because it is time for us to start telling you guys well, what our offseason schedule is going to be. Chris, what are you going to say? Like I said, real quick, I don't want to be a Grinch. You know, we talk about the Christmas theme. Uh-huh. There's a guy like I, for, I kind of you know, felt to mention that I don't want the MD, you know, listeners to forget about. That's Chig Akonowo, uh for Tennessee. It's tight end position. A guy who's having you know, back-to-back big games. Yeah, I don't call him the O. Uh, but $3,100 price tag, a tight end who's had back-to-back double-digit games, yeah. including 18 points last week. Talk about Tennessee not having a, you know, a passing attack necessarily. I'm looking at tight ends a lot. And it was not Derek Henry. It's been this guy. So it's a nice price tag, a good tight end option to have this week. Yeah, good call. Thanks for bringing that in. And thank you guys for turning in live on our YouTube channel. Uh, we just went over our DFS lineups. Make sure... If you want to get in on the tournament, on the giveaway for the John Randall jersey, it's, it's going to be a free giveaway. NFL Top 100 autographed jersey by John Randall. There's two ways to do it. You can join our free DraftKings tournament, which is in the comments below, or you can hit us up at BellyUpMDFF Show. The, it'll, the link will be there as well. The link for Direct Flex Fantasy Challenge is also in the comments below. What you got to do if you have not downloaded the Flex Fantasy app yet is go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. What do you do then? Challenge the MDFF show in the arena. If you beat me head on, your name also will get put into the wheel of names. So two ways, two things we just want you to get engagement on and you could possibly win a big time prize. Okay, Chris, this is the time of the show. We try to cash people some tickets and pick our lock picks of the week. We'll go through each game and what we think is going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. We got the Saturday games kick things off. So we might be able to win money as soon as tomorrow. But some of these lines are kind of on par. So I did. we don't have Chaz today. So what I did is I went through and I handicapped these games myself. Usually we lean on Chaz for the data. Didn't do it this week. But first and foremost, tomorrow at 1 o'clock is the Colts and the Minnesota Vikings. It's in Minnesota. The game is going to be a minus three and a half in favor of the Vikings. Here's what I'm shocked by. The over-under is 47 and a half. Now, years past, that would have been a high over-under, but it is a high over-under for this year. I'm leading the under in this game. Since when can the Colts put up points? Was I asleep for this? And Minnesota, they don't put up points unless they have to. Like, this is kind of how it works. They keep the games close, and then they went after that. I had this game at a 23-20 to score in favor of Minnesota, so I'm on the under in this game. I'm staying away from the line. The line's right on pretty much on par, but I'm taking the under in this game. Yeah, I think the under is definitely an interesting you know, call, um, and I think that part of the reason people are excited about it is that Minnesota's defense is so bad, they just assume that the Colts will have to score some points, will have to do something, because everybody else has kind of done so. Minnesota hasn't really been shooting out anybody. Assumptions away. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he probably should, and I don't disagree that John Taylor kind of helps even that out where the Vikings are horrible against the run. So I'm thinking it's more that's what they're looking at, and usually that's when the Vikings go to scramble mode. They try to throw it around. But to your point, you know, the Colts are pretty good defense. This game's a little lower scoring. We haven't seen the running attack for the Vikings be very good. We haven't seen the offense of the Vikings be very good overall. So I'm not really excited for the over for this game. I think it's a good call. No, I mean, Jefferson's awesome. Like I said, they score points when they have to win these games late, but that's about it. Uh, let's move over to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. So this game is in Cleveland, but I thought it was kind of interesting that they're favored at minus two and a half points. Now, the over-under is a whopping 38 and a half, as you would expect. We're not going to expect too many points being scored in this ball game. 
But as long as Tyler Huntley plays, which, by the way, he will, I actually have Baltimore winning this game by a field goal, 24-21. to 21. So give me Baltimore plus the points at 2.5 in this matchup. Maybe even give me Baltimore winning this game outright. Deshaun Watson played better from his first start to his second start. No, no question about it. He still wasn't good. Let's not make that mistake. I'm taking Baltimore here. They're, I think they're a better all-around team. Yeah, I mean, I think they're also the last time, two times they've been underdogs on the road. You know, they've been able to you know cash in on for tickets for you. So I think this Raven team travels well. I think this you know number reflects more of the Nick Chubb success versus the Ravens and thinking that they keep this game close with Cleveland. But I think the Ravens are going to be able to win this game. I think he's going to actually bring quarterback quarter, better quarterback play than Lamar has over the last few weeks when he was out there. So I like the Ravens this game, and I like them to win. So I, I think it's a good call as well. I should have hit the lock. I'm in. I forgot. Baltimore actually is my under one of my underdog picks of the week. I have two underdog picks, so Baltimore is one of those underdog lock them in picks of the week. We got a question coming in from uh, Victor Flex. Question: I don't think Ramonde plays this Sunday. Do you know something we don't? Because nobody can guess what the Patriots are going to do, but the, the, that might happen. So I might need a replacement. Options aren't good: Pierre Strong, Chris Moore, Nelson Aguilar, or Elijah Moore. Probably not Moore. Uh, I would say probably not more, too, with the Zach Wilson news. Uh, Victor, our advice to you, well, at least my advice to you, actually, would be Chris Moore. I think he's got the safest floor amongst all these guys. Because even with Pierre Strong, Damian Harris, I think, will be active. And he'll be splitting at least with Kevin Harris. So that whole backfield could be a whole muddled mess if Ramondre Stevenson is, in fact, not playing. I'm going to go with Chris Moore. What about you, Chris? Chris Yeah, I'm going to go. Well, you, know, you said you said no more, more, not more, but again, not Elijah Moore. I agree with that part. You know, Zach Wilson. I, I, I assume he meant Elijah Moore when he was. Saying I think that. so. So I, I like Chris Moore as well this week. Talked about earlier in our show. You know, kind of he's through attrition. He's going to be the guy who's going to be involved. Dallas is going to score points. So I think this is a game to put Jacksonville's pace um, in this game that you're going to have an opportunity. Not sorry, Jacksonville's pace. Mess on the game. I apologize. But Tennessee, I think ultimately Texans are going to be able to you know have to throw the ball at some point. Chris Moore's been effective. It's a full point, half point PPR. I love the receiver. If not, you need a super home run swing. If there was a chance Damian Harris doesn't play, which I don't know if he's really going to be because you know, he's been limited, for, like I said, for like a month now. Um, Pierre Strong isn't a bad play versus the Raiders because, because he has the big play opportunity and got a nice matchup. Yeah, no, good advice there. Uh, let's go to our last game on Saturday night. It's the night game between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Now, before I get into this game, Chris, there's a lot of talk about, like, oh, they're expecting one to two feet over the weekend of the Buffalo Bills game. As somebody who, for work, was just in Western New York a couple days, or actually not even a couple days, yesterday, um, I can tell you that that report's getting overblown. So it's one to two feet potentially from Thursday through Sunday. It's not going to dump one to two feet at the game. Okay. Let's, I just want to make that clear for everybody. Seem like people are kind of getting like, cause I got so many questions about Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill. And you know, what do I do with these guys? There's going to be that much snow on the ground. It, it's not dumping all on Saturday. It's a whole like spread out thing. I actually don't think the weather is going to be that bad during the game for this one. So I just want to make that point before we go ahead and dive into this one. Saying that the Buffalo bills are favored at a touchdown, minus seven, the over-under set at a 43-and-a-half. The 43-and-a-half clearly in reflection, I believe, of the weather. Because otherwise, if this was a perfectly you know sunny game or whatever, I think we're, we're talking about more than a 43-and-a-half stat line. I am going to stay away from the over-under aspect, although I will say that I have this projected out to be the uh, to be over if it were to go that way. I have it at a 20-to-25 score in favor of Buffalo. 
So I actually don't have them quite covering, but if I am going to bet this game, it probably would be Buffalo to cover. I don't like the way two is playing lately. I do think they get revenge in this game, especially in Buffalo. And I do think Waddle and a couple other guys are banged up. The Dolphins are 100% themselves. We still don't know if Tron Armstead's even going to play in this game. And if he doesn't play, all bets might be off. So I would take Buffalo to cover at minus seven. Yeah, I think all the reasons you just gave is kind of why I actually like the under for this game more so. You know, like, you know kind of what Vegas has. Uh, I think ideally it would be the over. But that was what we saw earlier in the season. Buffalo's offense hasn't been really good either the last month or so. People no. kind of been glossing over that. And they're struggling to get, you know, above 22, 23 points a game. You know, the Dolphins offense, it just came off with a buckle versus a Chargers defense that's, you know, on fumes. And two was 10 for 28, and that's in nice weather. So whether it's going to be two feet or it's going to be two inches, guess what? This is to his first snow. So it's going to be, it's probably going to seem like two feet snow to him. Regardless, and I know he talked about well, a lot of things. He's the one who said early in the week, he's like, hey, it snowed in Alabama before. And that just made me chuckle. I'm like, even if you ever got snow in Alabama, it doesn't snow like it does up in the Northeast, bub. <laughs> so I, 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 I apologize. He might put a little bit of snow. He played in freezing weather for the first time last year. And this off season, he reported that he worked with his brother and you know worked on throwing the cold ball and that he no longer bothers him. His so brother, this, by know, the way, plays uh, for Maryland, for people who yes. don't know. Yes. Um, so he's no he's no longer worried about, you know, has no concerns about throwing a cold ball because he had one of his you know, worst games, I guess, when he threw it in blow weather. This reminds me of Jared Goff, and that's why I'm very <laughs> cautious and very scared because that's what I heard. Jared Goff coming the first time he played outside, and I was like, oh, who cares? Jared Goff will be outside. Fine. Don't and worry. Don't worry. To this day, Jared Goff still is somebody I will fade every time he plays outside. So I hope two is not that guy, but I am not going to be eager to bet not against him. And I, to your point, that Buffalo's going to have an extra grind in this game. I like Buffalo if I'm going to bet on this game. I don't really want to bet either way, but I think if I was going to bet on, on Buffalo. All right, I like that too. All right, we finally get to the Sunday matchups. How about that? We kick it off with the Philadelphia Eagles against the Chicago Bears. And I think actually early in the week, this line was at nine. It's actually moved down to eight and a half. I'm not really sure why it's moved down towards the Bears. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I very I think- much have the Eagles Eagles at minus eight and a half. Who the Bears have even? The, who's going to move the ball? You don't even have Chase Claypool. You have nothing. You have Cole Komet, Justin Fields. Don't even give me the running game because you can't run the Eagles with Jordan Davis healthy anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles to cover minus eight and a half. I'm not actually not one of my lock them in picks, but they might as well be. Chris, what do you got in this I, game? I was going to say, I think part of this narrative comes from the insiders for the Eagles saying Jordan Davis isn't 100% healthy and that they actually think this, tra- this, this could be a trap game for, for the Eagles. And that's why people are kind of you know cautioning. Even a lot of them are thinking that this is going to be the game the Eagles do win, but it'll be closer than you kind of expect, which I think you saw Vegas kind of you know, catch on to and, and draw the numbers accordingly. So that's probably why you have it. I'm with you. I think ultimately the Eagles are too much. This Chicago defense is terrible. So whether or not the right. Bears move the ball, I'm not worried. It's gonna they can run the ball. So what? They can score twenty or thirty points. They did the same thing as its offense and still lost by ten. That's how it works for the Bears. Their defense is pathetic. And I don't think people realize how bad that defense really is. So that's the part where I think it's gonna go you know close and cover. Well, here's over. one for you. The over under is at forty eight and a half. What do you think about that one? I think I, I don't like t- touching that because I think it's the Bears play how their opponent plays. So the Eagles, we know by the second half, can you know take off the foot off the, the accelerator because they play like shit in the second half basically all the time offensively. So that's one of those you know Chaz specials where like yeah. you know watch the but Eagles, the Eagles and in the kind first of, half. That, yes, that would be the Chaz kind of special right there. One hundred percent. The forty-eight and a half is actually a really good number. I'm not touching that number too because I do have this projected at twenty. 
nine to 20 uh, for this game. So I had the Eagles were covering the, the nine. So I'm covering the eight and a half, but I have it pretty much right at that 48 and a half mark. So I probably wouldn't touch that part of it. Um, this game was going to be one of my lock bets of the week until we had the change at quarterback. Detroit Lions are favored on the road in New Jersey, minus one against the New York Jets. The over-under set at 44. Everything in my body wants to say bet the Jets to win this game outright because I, Jared Goff, I illustrated this early in the week. He is terrible on the road. It, like it's just un, it's unseemly the home road split, and they haven't played a good defense like the Jets in a while. Like six weeks, I think it's been since they played like an actual top fifteen defense. So everything my body wants to say bet the Jets, but Zach Wilson makes it just murky enough where I'm probably going no bet at the end of the day. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir on that one because I thought <laughs> the same way. I was super excited when I saw this earlier in the week. I was going to pound the number with the Jets. I thought the Jets defense matches up great for this. You know, it's going to be a colder week. It's going to be a cold game. I talked about Jericho struggles, not just in, you know, snow. It's anything under the freezing weather, it's 32 degrees. Jericho terrible. And that's how it usually is. The only game I've seen have the Detroit decent as of late, you know, colder game was versus Giants a couple weeks ago. They won despite him in a sense. And that's where I do have some questions about Zach Wilson. You know, Detroit's defense has been playing really well. And people kind of been glossing over that, but it's been playing really well. And then you yeah. add the fact that um, they, you know, but offensive line is pretty good. Running attack is pretty good. The Jets can you can't run the ball in the Jets, so you put all those things together. It's an easy way for Troy to kind of keep his game close. And I'm with you. I liked it a lot more if the Jets. You know, had Mike White as a quarterback. I love Zach Wilson, but I don't love him this week. So. Yeah, I'm staying away from this game with with him for pool. Yeah, the last time the Lions, the only team that the Lions have played that has a half decent defense is Buffalo on the Thanksgiving game, and they lost that game. It's the only game they've lost in the past six weeks, too. Just to kind of point that out, what's going on there? So, no, like, it's going to be a game not, where both quarterbacks threw a buck seventy. Right, exactly. It, it, like, I, yeah, the, the over under set of forty four. I might take the under on that one, but you know, probably not. Uh, let's go. Oh, here we go. We got one of my lock them in picks, Chris. Finally, I get to hit the uh, drop here. Lock them in. It's a lock. Dallas minus four. After almost losing to Houston last week, I'm going to go on a ledge and say they're probably going to have a different mindset to kick this game off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been a better team anyway. I don't care this game's in Jacksonville. It doesn't bother me one iota. Their Dallas Cowboys are favored at minus four. Trying to see where I have this game handicapped at exactly. And I have it at, oh, yep, there it is. I have it at a 25 to 18. So I actually have Dallas winning this game by seven points heading into this matchup. So, yeah, I'm all over Dallas minus four. Lock them in is my lock them pick of the week. By the way, the over-under set at 48. So what do you like in here? Yeah, so I don't think Dallas ever learns their lesson, so I'm never going to say that statement necessarily. But... <laughs> I do agree with you that Dallas is definitely a team that should be able to beat Jacksonville. The Jacksonville team is not that good. Trevor Lawrence has been playing well. But the defense has not. Overall, the offense has not. The team can get pressure for Dallas. When you get pressure on Trevor Lawrence, it, things can fall apart easily. And then on defense, they don't get any pressure on Jacksonville. That press has it all day, and he's much easier for him to play quarterback and hold Dallas and close much easier. So I think Dallas might play with their food a little bit in the beginning, but ultimately they cover, especially I love the four number. Yeah, especially the four number. Let's move into our next game. We got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Texans. Now, everyone's going to be shy on this game. After watching Dallas be favored by 17 
and having to come back at a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter just to pull out the win. But Kansas City is favored at minus 14.5 points. The over-under is 49.5. That one I struggle with. I have the under on that part of it. Not that I'm confidently betting that, but I do have that projected at the under. Kansas City doesn't play with their food. Not this year. They seem like they have an axe to grind this year. I don't know what it is, but Mahomes seems determined. Plus, Mahomes is coming. You you mentioned this actually yesterday in yesterday's show. Mahomes coming back home. I think Kansas City wins this game by plus two touchdowns. So I actually would bet Kansas City minus 14 and a half. I'm not getting scared off of it because of what happened in Dallas yes last week. But what are you, where are you at? I'm not necessarily scared what happened with Dallas. I'm scared what happened with Kansas City with Denver last week. So Kansas City does play with their food sometimes. And I do well, think this weird. is weird. Yeah, that was weird. Um, and I think this is a game you haven't seen, you know, there's a lot of things that get better for Patrick Mahomes. I think he's getting a little excited. So I'm kind of curious to see how that kind of unfolds sometimes. And sometimes guys get a little, you know, overthrow, they get a little high throws, they get, you know, maybe a little yips, not yips necessarily like Zach Wilson yips, but maybe, maybe some poor decisions here or there. But overall, I think, you know, Kansas City will be fine. They'll win the game. I'm just curious about the 14 number because this team, you know, for Houston, is going to show you a lot of different looks. This defense for Kansas City hasn't been very good. If you can run the ball with your quarterback and you're running the game, you can kind of keep the defense off, you know, balance. It'll be closer maybe than you think it will be. I think so the question I, is going to be, can they run with Rex Burke? Because it's not like they're going to have Damian Pierce either. No, I think it's one of the quarterbacks is going to be the key, the running back. I think yeah, the most Driscoll thing moved into that. Uh, not Davis Mills, Driscoll. Driscoll, um, okay. I think well, that's what they did last week. You yeah. have Driscoll doing the kind of the, roll, the rolling thing with and they get kind of you know certain formations off of that. So I don't like the Kurt's going to run all over the place. The Chiefs aren't good at linebacker, I guess, overall, and you can kind of move the ball versus them. So I think it's where it can get kind of interesting. Will it be a little bit closer than you expect? And that's where the over could get interesting. That number is really interesting because I, I don't think Tuesday could score, but... Well, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. If Kansas City just, like, look, take last week, for example. They're up 27 to nothing. The only reason Denver comes back in this game is because inexplicably the Chiefs are throwing the ball when they have no business throwing the ball. And then Mahomes throws a couple picks and, and, and they come and, back and, again. Andy Reid and would yeah. do that in the home, try to show I up. I don't think it's going to happen this week against Houston. I, I just it's so easy to run on them. I don't think it's going to happen again twice in two weeks in a row. I, I'm just going on a limb. I'm, I don't I don't dispute it at all. Andy Reid can sometimes get a little too gun gun happy when when those things happen. But that's the whole reason why that was even a game last week. I don't think that happens again this week. Uh, oh, I got another uh, underdog lock him in pick, Chris. Lock him in. It's a lock. That pick is the Atlanta Falcons against the New Orleans Saints. The Falcons are underdogs at plus four. 
And the four is the number that I like because I have the Saints winning this game by a field goal. So give me the Falcons plus four as my underdog pick of the week. I don't know why anybody has any faith in the Saints actually doing anything. And I'll say this, while Arthur Smith from a fantasy standpoint drives me absolutely insane, for the most part, the Falcons have kept their games pretty close and the Saints haven't been that good. So I'm going to take the Falcons plus four in this matchup as one of my underdog picks of the week. How about you? I like the number you're talking about because what Atlanta does not impress me is a team that's going to necessarily beat that team. We saw them play Carolina twice, and they could not knock that Carolina off for nothing. Saints are very similar. It's going to be a very ugly game, I think, overall. So I like this game to be closer, but I think Atlanta had the four at the, like the number. It's a good call. Yeah, because I just, I just, I, like I said, I just think it's going to be the field goal. So the four is what gets me on the board uh, there. Let's move on to our, oh, we got the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are favored. The Panthers are favored at minus three at home. The over-under set at 37 whopping points in this game. This is no no bet for me. How can you touch a game like this? There's so much we don't know as far as who's going to be the starting quarterback. Sam Darnold, we know, is a quarterback for the Panthers. I can't touch a game with this many crappy players. Sorry, I just can't do it. 2023 NFL season. Woo! Super exciting. Yes, this is what we get now here going into the you know fantasy week one playoffs, and you're trying to look at Carolina and this shit show offense, and you're looking at 38. Yeah, I don't want to touch this game either. I don't want to watch this game. And what's sad is a good chance Carolina can be a playoff team. Yeah, for those that are curious, um, I do have this game handicapped at 21 to 20 in favor of Carolina. So technically, I'm on the over. That would be the bigger bet there, but I'm not touching this game. Uh, That's not going to be my advice to you guys. What about this matchup? And uh, I was kind of curious by this matchup. So it's the Patriots against the Raiders. Patriots are on the road against the Raiders. They're the underdogs. The Raiders favored by minus one and a half points. I had this game handicapped at the Patriots winning by a point. So I'm a part of me wanted to say, like, I'm kind of on the underdog. Take the Patriots plus the one and a half. Maybe take them out right in this game. I do think they're the better overall team. But then I got reminded of the fact that Belichick, all he does is lose to his ex-coaches. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter who they coach. Doesn't matter what the talent is. He just loses to his ex-coaches all the time. So I had to come back off this game, and I went, you know, I don't really have a bet here in this game. The over-under, by the way, is uh, 45. So what are you looking at here? Well, one of those things could be, could be different this year is have any of those other teams that Belichick had, you know, when they're doing a completely different offense where your defensive coordinator is calling offensive plays because how do you prepare for that? I think Josh McDaniels has no idea what's coming for him because I think nobody in the NFL knows what's coming for them right now. I said um, sarcasm. <laughs> well, yeah, I think there is some chasm there, but I think, uh, you know, Part of the reason Belichick loses is because that system has been predictable and you have certain things you can kind of do to exploit and take it away. What I was getting at kind of in a sense is this system is predictable because you have no idea what the game plan for Patriots will be week to week. However, I don't think they know either. I, no, I think nobody does. Um, it's, it's, it's stupid, but what's even stupider is the Raiders being favored any at any time. Look, the Raiders had a nice little streak. They got back into it. People got excited. They weren't, you know, wanted to kind of jump back on the bandwagon. This team lost to Baker Mayfield having two game, two three practices <laughs> with the Rams. One practice. One, whatever, one practice. Started quarterback for you and beat you. Like, yeah, I have no faith in the Raiders. I think they could have 
Ryan Zappi, you know, throwing the ball to Pierre Strong, handing the ball to KJ Harris, and New England's still going to win this game because that's how bad the Raiders' defense is and how poorly they're coached. So I'm going to go with New England in this game. And, you know, maybe they will be kind of Belichick again, because you know, protégés, but I'm not buying the Raiders. Again, that, that is what I have handicapped as. I had the Patriots winning this game by a point rather than losing. So we'll have to, that's the decent bet there. Uh, what about the Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals? So in spite of the fact that Russell Wilson is ruled out, the Broncos are still favored by a point and a half. So basically, we got another pick situation on our hands. The over-under is the, I'm double-checking it here, but yes, it is. It is the lowest over-under of the week. It is at 36 and a half points. So it's basically like a half a point lower than the, the Patriot Raider game. It was like the second lowest one. Or I'm sorry, not the Patriot Raider game. What was the, the game? The Carolina game. game. The Carolina Pan- Steelers game. Yes. Thank you. Um, so this game, what do I have this? Where do I have this at right here? I got the Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals. I have it in favor of Denver winning by that just much by a point. <laughs> so I'm right there with the, with the line with Vegas. No bet for me. I mean, I'd, Part of me wants to say the Cardinals because the Cardinals are better on the road, technically speaking, and it's, it is Brett Ripon, who I think is a terrible quarterback. I don't think he belongs on the NFL field, uh, but I, I don't have any confidence in the Cardinals, and the defense for the Denver Broncos could win him this game. I, so I'm going with no bet. Yeah, and Brett Ripon's you know, idols on the other side, starting for the Arizona team. Now Colt McCoy gets to play quarterback again. Super mm-hmm. exciting, yet another, some more exciting football we're getting to watch. You talked about the Pittsburgh-Carolina game. Who wants to watch that? This is another game that I'm just going to hide my eyes from. I'm not betting on this game. I'm not trying to watch this game. Let me know who got the NFL higher pick in the draft. The good news is we can follow this up with my other lock em in pick of the week. lock them in It's a lock. Lock in the Cincinnati Bengals at minus three and a half on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The over-under set at 45. I am taking the Bengals at minus three and a half this week and locking them in. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, I keep hoping, waiting, praying, some the light bulb will go off, and Tom Brady keeps going out there and laying out duds. It's Tampa Bay team, but, you know, defense lost me to Bay last week. That's going to be huge for them. Get Tristan Wurst back, so there's some some hope. Maybe the passing attack could do something, but guess Is what? Is that definite? Because I heard that was still a maybe. Still, uh, I think still possibly maybe. He has been practicing this week um, for the most part. But I also don't think over the the matters because Tom Brady can't throw the ball more than 10 yards on the field regardless of who the type of tackles are. So it's, you know, maybe for show. I like Cincinnati. I love that number. So I like Tampa Bay, they can't football. figure out to get any rhythm on offense, right? But Cincinnati, they know who they are. And Joe Burrow, I've been very impressed with Joe Burrow lately. He seems to be really emerging. Like even though the Bengals haven't been knocking the doors off of anybody and haven't been lighting up the scoreboard necessarily, his play on the field, it feels like he's starting to take that next level with the weapons that he has. And that's the other reason. Plus, the Bengals, they have an underrated defense. They just do. They're the better all-around team. So three and a half points, that's why I really like them this week. Yeah, I think for the thing for Joe Burrow that I kind of get the vibe of, you know, to turn skill sets and player sets, but he runs kind of Andrew Luck where whenever it's kind of game time and the game's on the line, it's time to win, yeah. Joe Burrow steps it up, and that's when he kind of does the big throw and makes something big happen. If I need to score 30, I can. If it's going to be 17, 16, early game, I'll make that big throw. It makes the big, you know, big play. That seems to be kind of his style. He doesn't necessarily show out all three, you know, all three quarters and play great, but when it matters and how the game kind of flowing, he's able to kind of rise to the occasion. 23 to 19. That's what I have that game handicapped at. Uh, let's go to the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are favored at home 
thankfully for them, because this was in Tennessee. I think they would have no chance to win. They're favored at home by minus three. The over-under set at 46 and a half. This is an interesting game to me, because the Chargers are healthy. Well, at least healthy with their weapons anyway. The offensive line is still a disaster. We look at Tennessee, outside of Derrick Henry, what else can they hit them with? And the defense of Tennessee, because they've been banged up in the secondary now, they were trending up. They're turning way back down again. I'm going to lean. I don't typically do this because usually betting on the Chargers is a sucker's guild, but I'm going to lean towards the Chargers covering this game by three points at home. I'm going to avoid this game. I was going to go with the Titans until last week's debacle in a sense. I usually trust the better coach. Mike Rabel has been a really good coach. But this Tennessee team doesn't seem to be the same kind of team. And I don't know what happened in that second half versus Jacksonville, but you can't give up 27 straight points to Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence looked like you know a, a superstar. What could Justin Herbert do? Now, the flip side, what I am a little bit concerned about is the Chargers kind of play right into Tennessee's hands. You talked about their offensive line being bad. Tennessee has pretty good pass rush. What they don't have is a good secondary, but if you don't push the ball down the field, which the Chargers don't like to do for some stupid reason, they did last week. Mike Williams they, back. They did. So that's going to be, and that's what I say. That's what I'm going to try to find to finish off with. Was because that they get Mike Williams back. So you saw that. that to me, that's going to be the key. The Chargers are aggressive. Chargers should win this game. If they're not, Tennessee has a great matchup on the other side versus their tight ends and their running back attack. They can get all over the, you know, all over the Chargers defense. So it could be closer than people expect. I usually take the coaches in that game. I'm going to try to stay away from it. I think you have a good call either way. I think, you know, you're going to bet. I would go with the ends, but. Yeah, and I have it. I have it just actually at, pretty much right at the number with the over under, too. So I'm not betting that on that side, uh, side of it either. Um, let's go with the, oh, the Sunday night. Chris, how do we get a Sunday night game of the Giants and the Commanders and a Monday night game of the Rams and the Packers? I'll say this for ESPN. It could be Pittsburgh and Carolina. It could be. It could be. I'll say this for ESPN. I don't think they were anticipating when they had the Rams and the Packers. I don't think they were anticipating for oh, it to no. be where we're at. So I'll, I'll give them the slide on that one. Like that, that wasn't supposed to be a bad matchup necessarily. But come on, the Giants and Commanders, like they're better than we I think we thought they were going to be, at least our record wise is. But that was always going to be a terrible matchup. Anyway, whatever. I'm just I'm tired of crappy primetime games. I guess is more of my feud or what I'm getting off. It's at. not Denver. It's not that Denver. Should be we got yeah. past that point in the beginning of the season. It's, it's not freaking Denver. Um, so we got the Commanders. They're at home against the Giants here. They're favored at minus five. The over/under set at forty and a half. Now this was the game that ended in a twenty twenty tie. The last time they were in New York. Give me the Giants plus five. Since when are the Commanders five points better than the Giants? All of a sudden, especially with a healthy Saquon Barkley. Where did I miss the boat at? Give me the Giants plus five in this matchup. Great, great. I, I see. I think you're all fired up, and you're gonna bite that, jump down my throat. But I'm taking Washington in the five. Um, where, where that's changed for me, the Giants have been not good and haven't beat anybody over the last five weeks. And the offense in Saquon Barkley in particular hasn't been good running the ball. So, yeah, I think he has combined what 70 yards. I think rushing over the last three weeks. Um, so I'm worried about this team because the rest, you know, Washington Commanders have found their, found their defense. They have a kind of style of their, you know, their identity on offense. And I think that they're going to be able to beat the Giants, who are just basically on fumes right now. Even if they beat the Giants, I have this by a field goal win for the Commanders, which is why I'm taking the Giants plus five well, in here. That, look, I like to—I'm not going to argue hard against you because this is both isn't a game that you know both are. Well, sorry, I should be more hard on Washington. It's poorly coached and not very much talent either side of the ball. So I'm not excited to see either offense or either team necessarily. But you know, both of them are playoff teams. Yay! Um, <laughs> so this is going to be a game that we have to get you know kind of watch. 
Uh, yeah. Oof. That's going to be... I hope you guys have fantasy implications in that game, because otherwise it's going to be brutal. Um, for the Monday night game, the Raptors bet this whole thing up. Yes. We got the Rams against the Packers. The Packers are favored by a freaking touchdown. The over-under set at 39.5. I don't know how the Packers are favored by so much because they haven't been able to cover against anybody all year long. But at the same time, when you look at the Rams, I just think to myself, there's no way. There's no way with Baker Mayfield you actually make this game close, right? Well, believe it or not, I handicapped this game. Ready for this? Packers, 23. The Rams, 20. I have the Rams covering (laughs) in my handicap. So I'm going to go with the Rams. <laughs> hear the confidence in my voice. <laughs> I do. And this is what's crazy. Like prime time games were super excited for you. Tyler Henneke and Daniel Jones and the other actually better quarterback matchups we get to see this week in that game. Um, so, but then you follow, you would think Baker Mayfield, who's been there two weeks for the Rams right now versus yeah. Hall of he Famer Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers with all weapons. He's got Dawes back to all the running backs. Everybody's healthy. You think you should be favored by seven, but I'm with Dan. Every time I, you know, want to think Green Bay should do something this season, who have I been disappointed? Before so you tell I, me I'm completely crazy, outside of the Packers thing, the Rams defense, even without Aaron Donald, shockingly to me, has remained competitive. Like, they've been a pain for a lot of teams. Like, you haven't been able to just run all over them. You haven't been able to throw all over them. And because of that, I think that's what ultimately is why I wound up having handicap in this game by three points. Well, they have fight. Um, we talked about this, you know, off the air yeah. yesterday. But I think when you talk, you look at, you know, team for the Rams. This is a team filled of guys with undrafted free agents and last, you know, late round draft picks. These aren't first rounders, other than Baker, who's like on the fifteen now. So they're all trying to keep their jobs and trying to make it the NFL. They're going to give everything they got, particularly defensively, and they're going to usually do the fundamental things well. Well, the stars and you know starters tend to kind of loaf around when things aren't going their well. Jalen Ramsey. <clears throat> A great example of that. So I think you look at you know what the Rams are doing. They play a very basic defense, and they're able to kind of tackle, keep people in front of them offensively. Sean McVay can't be too predictable because people are not on the you know, on the field. So the fact that they actually give the ball to somebody different once in a while, it's like oh my god, it keeps people off guard, and then it keeps it close. Having said all that, it's disgusting in my mind because there's no way talent wise that the Packers shouldn't be able to beat the seven. You spent so many, so many draft picks and so much money for the Packers defense. I know it's pathetic. They're, they're, it's always pathetic. But you got Alexander, you got Stokes, you got guys, you got people get pass rush. There's no reason. And I think it could get really ugly for the Rams because Baker Mayfield, what we saw last week was bullshit. And I don't think they can carry through. It's just Green Bay's been so, so stupid this entire season. It just, I don't know how not, you know, to pick them in a sense. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I totally agree with that standpoint as well. That wraps up our lock picks of the week. That's where you can cash your tickets on. Make sure you hit up Chaz Florida at Second Half Chaz on social media as well because he'll help you out anytime you need some betting advice too. Chris, before we wrap up this entire show, we have our four-player props. So I got my four-player props for you. You can tell me what you think. Deshaun Watson, 210 and a half passing yards. I actually have the over in this game against the Baltimore Ravens at 210. Remember, he had 284 last week. He didn't play particularly well. So I do have over at 210. I want to go there with you, Dan. I'm not touching supposed this. to be taking more shots. That's what they said. He's taking more shots. That's yeah, what you can that's... do against Baltimore. 
That's wonderful. I also know that Mark Cooper's hip is bothering him. And Deshaun Watson, he can take more shots. Why it's all may have been complete last week, which was exciting, was three-yard passes. I don't know if he can actually complete deeper shots yet. This timing is not there for him. He did run around a little bit. I like that for some kind of, you know, betting thing on it, but touched, you know, yardage versus a Ravens team. They might just play wing T offense the entire game. Mick Chubb does well versus Ravens team as well. Historically, it could be a lot of running. I don't know if I like that necessarily. We'll have to see exactly what happens, but I, I watching him go for 284 against Cincinnati. I think the game script could be similar. I do think he gets 210 there. We'll it's see. Nice scores though. Yeah, Baltimore might score in this game too because you can run all over Cleveland. So that goes to the bread and butter of Baltimore. They might get with seventeen. <laughs> Fair. It was also the third team quarterback for the majority of the game too. So at least let's give him some credit for that one. Well, Lamar was only thirteen, so yeah, so I'm kind of giving him credit for that actually. <laughs> Josh Allen, two hundred thirty-three and a half passing yards. I have the over against Miami. Yeah, I think if there's not you know, the five feet of snow everybody's talking about, I like that number a lot. Yeah. This Miami defense isn't good. J.K. Dobbins, I was shocked at this line. 46 and a half rushing yards. I have the over on that one. Does everybody forget how bad this Cleveland run defense is? No, but I do have concerns that this is going to be... I do have be concerns too, but the 46 and a half yards where I'm just like... That's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, that's a, it's a very tempting number. I will, I will throw some shekels on that number. But what I'm saying, what I why I'm saying I'm concerned is that not that such J.K. Thomas isn't good. It's that he's coming off, you know, being fresh. He got hurt last time he hit back back to the second game. When he kind of got knocked out to the following game, I'm a little concerned. Just to make sure I, would, you know, is he healthy? And Gus Edwards can definitely run out that clock if he needs to. So I am a little curious to see if J.K. Dobbins is, you know, 100% again this week. I love him if he is. I'm just a little nervous. Okay. Okay. And I got Derrick Henry at 13 and a half receiving yards. I got him on the over with Don, with Dontrell Hillard out. Yeah, I go with the over on that. You, know, you talked about before Derrick Henry's been getting, will be targeted in the passing attack. And this team's got all hands on deck right now. Look, they need to be able to score points at wherever they can do to score points. And the only and that that secondary, <laughs> Yeah, I don't say that. Secondary on the other side for their team is terrible. So Chargers should be able to put some points on the board. Tennessee's going to need a couple of points on the board, too. All right. That does it for the show, guys. Hope you all enjoyed it. Now, remember, Three Saturday games tomorrow. So make sure you check out BillyFantasySports.com. We'll have some rankings up there for you to help you with your start set decisions. We'll finalize it again on Sunday morning. Follow us on social media at BillyFMDFFShow. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on with the player news notifications. Make sure you're signing up for our two ways to win our free giveaway of a John Randall jersey. One way through our DraftKings link, which is in the comments of our YouTube. And, of course, on our social media pages. And if you go to flex.fan slash BillyFF, take on the MDFF show in the arena. You, If you beat me, you can also get your name in the list that way. Chris, you are going to be on Tuesday night with Bill at Fantasy Live, correct? Yes, we'll be trying to give you some advice as you hopefully get to round two of your playoffs, and we try to give you some advice on what you could do to try to get your championships, players to add, some players to kind of stream through if you're able to get your hands on them, and Adam is always going to be some kind of insects for Dynasty moving forward. Absolutely. Guys, make sure to check us out on your podcast app. We're available to you everywhere, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you next week. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 